Well, every week we join the Calgary Zoo's Director of Conservation and Science to talk about all the great conservation work that our Calgary Zoo is involved with here locally and all the way around the world. And joining us this morning, Dr. Axel Morenschlager, the Calgary Zoo's Director of Conservation and Science. We call him the Nature Doctor. Hi, Axel. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us. I know you are a wild man, so this is right up your alley to talk about being born to be wild. That's right. If the wild is wild enough. And is it? Well, that depends. And so we'll kind of take a very quick skim around the world and touch base on a couple of uh, issues where we've been asked to help because of an international uh, union for conservation of nature position that we have more and more governments and non-government organizations are reaching out to us to help them save species. So we're going to do it rather quickly, but there's going to be a few quizzes, so I want you not to be too nervous. Okay. okay you have to guess some animals. Here we go. Here's the first one. <laughs> what kind of big bird is the most excellent one at eating dead, rotting flesh? Oh. oh an eagle? No. It's not the one from Sesame Street. A crow. That's not big. Not bigger and, and like, eats really disgusting things. Flies around in circles a, seagull. a lot. Oh, the... Oh, Oh, yeah, in circles. They fly over. They're, they're in the desert. They like to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah, a carrion. You, they're, I can't think of the name of it. There you go. You're getting close. It's a, a vulture. Vulture, oh, thank vulture. you. <laughs> so in India, there's a, a veterinary drug called diclofenic, which is used as an anti-inflammatory to help sick cattle. But sometimes they, they, they die anyway. And you can imagine that nothing looks better to a vulture than a dead cow lying there, right? And if your buddy goes down from the from the skies to go down for a feast, you're going to go join them. So sure. there's going to be tons going down. And one of the things is that this veterinary drug in the cow actually causes kidney failure in the vultures, which is a bit nuts because it's, it's uh, you know, all the terrible things they can eat. But it actually make them, makes them so susceptible that 99% uh, of some vulture species have, uh, or, or some vulture species have declined by 99%, and and a couple are right on the brink of extinction. So, so the Royal Society for the Pre- Protection of Birds has reached out to us because they have these breeding centers. They've been breeding them for 10 years. They figured out, hey, we can release these now if only less than one percent of these uh, cows have this drug. But they did a survey, and five percent of the cows have it. So after 10 years of breeding finally ready to put them out into the wild. They're born to be wild. You can't really release them. So we've been working with the Royal Society for Protection of Birds and the Indian government to further restrict the use of the drug and to pick the areas where these, these vultures can be released. Huh. So again, you think it's all good. You've got some vultures. You can let them go. But it's not that easy. you got to check out the conditions out there. It's never right? easy, Axel. Yeah. It's never, never easy. Never easy. It's kind of like life. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, here's the second one. What kind of horse lives in the water and has males that are pregnant with the young? Seahorse. Oh, good one. There Sorry, you go. Andy. Buzz. I, was, I had that answer ready to go. <laughs> uh, yeah, you weren't quick enough. But 300, there's 350 species of seahorses. Many of them are in trouble, especially because of the habitat loss, non-sustainable fishing, climate change. Um, but actually, there's organizations that breed them as well, even tourist hotels, and then release them into the wild. Do you think that's a good thing? But actually, it's not necessarily a good thing because you could be a vector for disease. They could pass on the wrong genetics, all that kind of thing. So the IUCN Seahorse Specialist Group has reached out to us um, because guidelines we make for conservation translocation so that we can make specific ones for seahorses. So this is cool because it's something completely different for mm-hmm. us is that we'll be working with them 
to make these guidelines that can be implemented around the world to help seahorse populations instead of hurting them. Okay, next one. Okay. What animal do they say can't change its spot? Uh, leopard. Yeah, that's it. It's a leopard. There you go, Sue. Take that. I let you have that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta be, <laughs> you gotta be kind. Yeah, a major NGO out of a non-government organization out of New York has reached out to us to help advise on potential reintroductions of very endangered Arabian leopards, and these leopards are very close to being extinct in the wild. There's just a few left in a couple of countries because of habitat loss and just because they get killed. Um, and so there's a few captive animals in government or zoo facilities in the Middle East. But the tricky thing is, again, everything needs to be right. So what's the number one thing that a leopard would want when it goes out into the wild? To mate. Mate, exactly. So there have to be some other ones. And what's the other thing that you want? Food. Food. <laughs> so there needs that? to be a prey base. And so, so, the, so basically, in many cases... We have to help restore an ecosystem in a way that they have something to eat right. and also to make sure that there's places that are safe and that they're protected from hunting. So that's, mm. that's that. And then, okay, we'll try one more. <laughs> what bird should any good pirate have on their shoulder? Parrot. parrot. Yeah, that's right. And I kind of made it easy because mm. I was looking for a great green macaw. But <laughs> that's you know, what I was going to say. Yes. Andrew know, answered too quickly. Well. <laughs> yeah. It's because of this panic with Andrew always chiming in, right? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, so last year, the Macaw Recovery Network hosted us in Costa Rica, as you might remember. Yep. And we, we ran a, a, a course to teach organizations from 10 countries about endangered species recovery. Well, now what's happened is that they've asked us to help make plans to bring back the great green macaw in areas where there's still rainforest. But the problem is that there's this massive um, stealing or poaching of the eggs from nests. So an, a single egg can go for $300 US. Wow. A single parrot that makes it to market can be three to $5,000. Wow. And so basically, we, we're going to help them make plans as to like where and how and such do you, uh, you know, what kind of strategies do you take to get these macaws back and to try and recover these populations, which have been doing so badly. So you get what I mean. You can be born to be wild, mm -hmm. but the wild has to be wild enough because there's lots of problems out there. Yeah, it's got to be ready and, for you. Yeah, and so uh, we could keep going around, but uh, around the world and some other ones. But this is a cool thing for us is that because of the work that we've done here and because of the support that we're getting here and everybody at Calgary Zoo sort of working so hard together, um, we've developed some influence and expertise to help others. And so while we run our own research programs in Canada and in Africa and other places mm -hmm. like that, like we've talked about, now we're doing everything to help other organizations. And in, in that way, we again do everything that we can to save species, to recover ecosystems, and basically to make a world that's better for nature and for humanity together. You know, you know what I notice most, Axel, is that you say they came and asked us for our help, which says a lot about what's going on at the Calgary Zoo with conservation and all the things that you and your team do, do, do for animals around the world. So thank you so much for joining us with an update. That was fun. Yeah, that's great. Okay, have a wonderful day. You too. That is Dr. Axel Morenschlager, the Calgary Zoo's Director of Conservation and Science.